I was going to read those articles, but then I decided to look at Reddit instead. And I have breaking news. Coolio oh my God, is dead. Coolio no. is dead. Oh. Wait, is he really dead or like the fake daddy was before? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do you ever really die? They just do holograms of you now in tribute. <laughs> yeah. Right? I've been hologram for the last 17 years, so this has been working out good for me. Hence your personality coming over in the podcast. <laughs> I'm not even offended because I'm not programmed for that. So fuck you. (laughs) Oh my God. So I've already caught Colton up on the fact that this is the inaugural test run of Elon Musk's Starlink for me. So I had, I had Elon personally come out, set it up. It didn't fucking work because I had too many trees. So then, uh, as of 15 minutes ago, I had he has less people trees. come out and murder like 10 trees. So, oh, that's terrible. I love trees and I hate I do too. the internet. <laughs> yeah, I made a really fucking Faustian bar- bargain that I will never live down. I'm upset with it. But so far, we're talking on the Musk internet right now. So here you go. Wait, wait, wait. So why do I not have video then? You're boasting, you're boasting about this internet. Colton too asked about that. There's a very, very clear answer because Nude. our internet was so bad for so long. Uh, and because of the nudity, which is really aggressive. Um, I don't have a camera hooked up on this computer. So that is the next thing I will rectify. What is this like a prototype well. computer? <laughs> Also what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little in the past, guys. Come on. Jesus Christ. Leave me alone. Fuck you. Is that a bunch of like glass tubes and <laughs> big thick cables? Uh, anyway, this podcast about big thick cables is the Still Talking Podcast, <laughs> our reverent distilling industry podcast with Colton Zeno and myself, Brian. Uh, we're going to do a quick news episode. Uh, so yeah, you know these now. We've done these like twice now. Uh, Stuff has do- happened. Stuff has ha- actually a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, ADI, the conference happened. Um, there's big news. Diageo is no longer part of Discus. Uh, that's pretty big news. Well, that's actually news to me. I just learned that right now. I can't yeah. wait to wildly speculate on it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's been, um, let's see, last week was the public policy conference, uh, the digital one that Discus put on with ACSA. So that was a big deal. So yeah, lots of, and then lots of little things, a lot of, a lot more 10 year anniversary shout outs. We want to give artisan spirit already kind of, I selfishly already announced the 10 year anniversary for artisan spirit, but there's places like, uh, spirit works distillery out of California. They've celebrated 10 years, head frame spirits, uh, Montana, uh, Butte, Montana, their 10 years, and then still six thirty. I think they're 10 years as well. Right. Colton. That sounds right. Yeah. There's a few more I'm missing, but I but shout you out can to find all them guys. all in the yes. latest issue of Artisan Spirit magazine. <laughs> yeah. Good shout out, buddy! I literally just looked at that today. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, I don't know. I totally forgot. I just was looking for something <laughs> and I didn't find it, and then I got angry. But noticed <laughs> that list. I elicited. Yeah, we elicited a reaction. That's all I can ask for. I was looking for Mitch Cod wrote an article. I thought it was for you. Um, he... About sour mashing or something. Uh, let's see. Did he? It might have been for uh, whatever the hell ACSA's magazine is called. Is that where you you mash with Sour Patch Kids? Yeah, oh, this is exactly what Mitch Cod said. The microbiologist, <laughs> yeah. Mitch Cod. 
Mitch was, I don't, he wasn't in this last issue. He was in issue 39, which mm. would have been the summer issue. So yes, Mitch did an article with us in the summer issue of Artisan Spirit. All right. Well, mystery solved. Mystery solved. You're just can go home. home. I wasn't going to go p- pull up an old issue of a magazine <laughs> that I don't read. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Fucking twat. I can't be nice about it now because it's our sponsor. I'm like supposed to hate our sponsor, right? The, right, exactly. They own, Artisan Spirit owns me. Uh, right? So, oh, and you don't even have to come up with a like a different name like Cream Fun Factory. You can just fucking say how much you hate all of us because you hate yourself personally. Yeah. I mean, and all thoughts and opinions do very much reflect the thoughts and opinions of Artisan Spirit magazine. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, of them. Including fucking, the racism against Scandinavians. Oh, fucking Scandinavians. Just the I like word. how you say I look rougher. I'm like, I just haven't had a haircut or a beard trim. It's <laughs> simply the only thing. I like but, it. I like it. You look great. I am impressed with what I see. Oh. Yeah, you don't know what to do with that information, do you? <laughs> Never heard it before. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's. Uh, do you guys want to jump into some news items? Did you bring anything to the table or should I just no. immediately start talking about shit? I brought a link. I sent you a did. link I saw it. to an email that I'm 100% certain you both got to. I don't think yeah. I've gotten any of these links. Yeah. You yeah, keep talking you about them. It was a, a discus email. I'm just, I'm burying <laughs> with a Spirits United. Items. Spirits United, yep. Which they do a good job of uh, collating a bunch of different articles and stuff. I was just going to say, Spirits United is kind of like the advocacy arm a little bit of uh, Discus. It's basically, I think last time I heard it was something like over 15,000. They basically have 15,000 member emails that they can blast out when they need something, like when they're trying to rally the troops for something. So they used it a lot for fighting against the tariffs and for FET and things like that. So I don't, obviously all of those aren't distillers. It's like industry bartenders, like anyone kind of adjacent to the industry. But uh, when you said tariffs, I thought you were going to say terrorist. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, yes. As we know, as we know, discus has been fighting against them for quite a while. Quite a while. Thank them for really why they were founded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was an anti-terrorism unit. (laughs) <laughs> created in the 80s pretty sure you just called the ttb terrorist <laughs> second second episode in a row in fact oh dear lord okay were is there any particular articles in this email that you sent was it primarily you wanted to talk about something well, with well again or? you got to really grab zeno if you want him to read something <laughs> and uh yet again i got bored because i looked at the list i'm like oh 12 best sipping rooms and then my realm wasn't on there, so I just gave up. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. No, actually, I did look at it, but there was like a coconut cartel or something on there. I'm like, all right, I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> okay. And there was a good one. There was a lot of RTD stuff, right? There was. Tons. Yeah, it's growing. And there was one specifically that there's a preference that they're finding in spirit-based RTDs. I mean, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It looks like it's specifically referencing a recent report from the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States confirms continued growth for ready-to-drink 
products, plus consumer preference for spirits-based RTDs, which is literally what Zeno just said. Uh, the report based on a consumer survey conducted by Public Opinion Strategist, POS, and economic data from Discus and IWSR. You're thinking pieces shit. Market. I know. <laughs> I know, I know we all are. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed I made it through the sentence yeah. without giggling. Found that pre-mix cocktails, which included spirits-based RTDs, were the fastest growing spirits category in both revenue and volume volume in 2021 uh blah 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 follows robust growth in 2020 so yeah that actually is i mean that we all kind of knew that intuitively i think but it's good to see it actual numbers reflect that down later it says 55 percent of respondents preferred spirit-based rtds so it's not that much no it's but it is landslide. still a majority it's yeah. not how like Trump really won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, as long as we're beating White Claw a little bit, um, slowly eroding their anti anti police stance, then let's let's do our our part. Just wait till they come out with a spirit based White Claw. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I, I I won't lie. I'll drink it. <laughs> Gross. But I'm not a good person, so I don't care. <laughs> because of the anti police <laughs> thing and. <laughs> no laws of the claw <laughs> i wasn't actually getting political i don't believe in politics either moving on uh let's see uh more stuff is happening with the uh ttb proposed uh, uh new american single malt category i think progress is being made on that it's a little bit slow but that's moving what's still forward. what still needs to happen uh, well, they had their kind of notice of uh, their notice of the rule change and an open comment period. I think that's come to an end. So now it's a matter of just kind of making it official. So that's where we stand right now. So it's it's just up to them to put a you know put the actual definition on it, make it part of the standards of identity. They, so they have to read through and sort all the comments and yeah, I believe so. See what I'm the sure people want, right? What do the people want? They want RTDs with spirits. Apparently spirit-based RTDs we've <laughs> yeah. established. Yeah. Full circle. American single malt RTD-based. There spirit. was a uh, there was a New York Times article about agave, too. And I got uh, two sentences into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll jump onto the one that actually was breaking news to Zeno. Was, this comes from... Uh, NAPCA, this comes from their website. They also collate different articles and stuff, but they, at least it was one of the first ones I saw. And I think they were actually referencing a political article, but Diageo and distilled spirits council part ways. And it looks like it was an amicable break. Uh, Diageo is saying that essentially they look at their partnerships and memberships every year, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know exactly how much they were paying Discus. I'm sure it was a lot of money. Discus basically thanked Diageo for all the work they've done and appreciates their efforts, says they're going to all keep working together. There's still legislative things I'm sure they're all still working on. But that was interesting. That was a surprise to me as well. Yeah, you really think it was amicable? Yeah. They were like, you know what? We don't want one-ninth of our income this year. You guys can get out. <laughs> I have no doubt they worked really hard to make sure they didn't leave. Um, but the fact that, like, uh, Discus has done a pretty good job of adding in more people. So even though I'm sure it's not great in terms of their representation or at least their income, they 
do still have a pretty big reach. So I don't think it's, it's not the death knell of discus by any means. And in some ways people may see this as a benefit. I don't know. I have no idea what this is going to mean long-term, short-term. You think that um, that rapid rise in <laughs> smaller producer members is actually part of the reason they left or discus is being pulled in directions that Diageo doesn't care for? I, it would be pure speculation. I have no idea. It could be. I mean, that's quite possible. It could also be that Discus did everything Diageo wanted, and now they're like, okay, why spend more money? Because if you think about it, they got, you know, FET was not a huge deal for Diageo, but it was a little bit, and they've got the tariff thing basically handled. Um, I don't know. Maybe Diageo just doesn't have any other big issues that they really care about being unified with anyone else on. So they're like, okay, why spend money if we got everything we wanted? That's a possibility. Again, pure speculation. We have all the money. Who cares? <laughs> right. We're going to start our own discus with hookers <laughs> and blackjack. Biscus. Biscus. <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone would do it, it would be Diage, wouldn't it? Uh, well, maybe funny. now one of these organizations will fold into discus. Yeah, that's a real interesting speculation. I honestly would. I think it makes logical sense for that to potentially happen but also when you dig it down to it could acsa be a part of discus i don't know because they're a separate thing fully focused on the craft producers so i think that might undermine their messaging a little bit would it make logical sense and would it help like unify things yeah probably i just don't know how most members would feel about that i think you'd probably have a pretty big exodus of those acsa members so you kind of almost have to win them back. but So we can speculate on our speculation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why people tune in, you know. <laughs> right? Our baseless bullshit speculation. <laughs> what do you think, Colton? I want to hear your opinion on this. Well, I think that really we should be going after ADSA, the American Distillers Spirits Association, which is just mini discus. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they in Florida or something? <laughs> I don't know. It's all the Not same anymore. people as discus, so... Oh. Yeah. Oh, timely for this article. It's this podcast that's going to come out in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During the recording of this article, there are things happening in Florida. Yeah. It's awful. And I feel bad for them because now someone has to live through that shit. Yeah. yeah. It's it terrible. Sucks. Yep. Anywho. Still talking about Diageo's exodus from distance, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. That's the thing that's so awful. <laughs> shit yeah i don't know we'll see but i you know acsa's this podcast is brought to you by diageo acsa's (laughs) core members which are you know craft spirits they don't their needs don't line up with discus's core members so you just get a you know it's like trying to start a guild with a a brewer's association maybe adi does uh adi yeah, I could see ADI. ADI is a for-profit, so it would be pretty easy for them to go either way. They could go to Discus. They could go to ACSA. Um, they have a, They honestly have the biggest new membership. Like, So that's a good segue into ADI. Just happened, fuck, what was that, two weeks ago? I was there. Mm-hmm. It was a good show, good turnout. I'd guess the Lou. about 600. The Lou, St. Louis. <laughs> uh, there is an arch there. I can, I can validate that. Did you go that. to Bogart's? No, like I didn't. we talked about. I didn't. I didn't. Where oh did you God. go? Name one I place you went. I wanted you to be disappointed. Uh, 
Good, good show. <laughs> cool. If you went to Bogart's, you would have remembered it. <laughs> I had some really good food there. Where did I go? I don't know. Uh, the Over Under. I think that was one of the places. All right. I get went. to the boring details about the boring trade show. Okay. It was, a, yeah, it was a trade show. There was people there. I'd guess about 600 distillers, double that with vendors, so 1,200 people or so, roughly. Um, it was pretty good energy. And I will say, most. Most of them were newer distilleries, either people that had just opened up recently or are looking at opening within the next 12 months. Like there was definitely, that was the majority of the people there. There were quite a few established guys too, but compared to say ACSA or Discus, definitely way more startups there. So that is the thing that ADI is still doing very well. What so, startup did you meet that you were most excited about? Spirit-based RTDs. <laughs> yeah. Spirit, I'm trying to see if I can find my business cards. Kaylee Schumacher? Mm-hmm. Uh, she is at Altair now, Altair. Um, that's her place, right? Yeah, that's her place. She just started in, I believe, in Oregon. So that hasn't been open very long, but I'm curious to see what she does with it. Incorrect. I believe it's Santa Fe. <laughs> is it? Oh, no, it is Santa Fe. You're right. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> thinking Oregon. of someone else over in Oregon. <laughs> uh, no, it's Santa Fe, and I'm interested in what she does. So I had some very interesting conversations with her and her husband, and her coming from you know, she has a good background uh, and starting up her own place. I always like that. I'm always curious to see how that turns out. Did you do any of the, I feel like she did. I saw her promoting, what was it? Like a vodka seminar or yeah, vodka seminar. It was like a bunch of vodka producers. But mm-hmm. I think all the seminars were pretty well attended. Uh, the only seminar I went to was one I helped like moderate. So we did a whole package seminar, which I work with, um, Closure companies, glass and label companies, and we do like an hour seminar. So we did that. That was pretty well attended too, but that was the only seminar I attended. Otherwise, it was pretty much just talking to distilleries, walking the walking the floor. That's what we do. Um, yeah, ADI I think was generally a success. It'll be interesting to see. Next year is going to be super interesting to see what happens with the trade shows. They're all celebrating an anniversary. Also, ten year for ACSA. 20 year for ADI, 50 year for Discus. So I think they're all going to try and bring their A game. If I remember right, ACSA is in Portland in February. Discus is in Chicago in June, I think. And ADI, I got to double check. They're in Vegas and I think they're in July. So that's kind of the, and then there's one crap beverage expo. They're actually going to be doing their thing again. They're going to be in Pittsburgh, Mr. Zeno. They're Mm. actually going to be permanently in Pittsburgh. How about that? Yeah, I thought you'd find that interesting. So that one is in, oh God, I'm going to get the date wrong, but I think that one's in May. So those are some of the like bigger shows. I've never been to that show. It's been going on for almost eight years now, I think. What are they? It's not, yeah, it's not spirits. It's beer, it's wine, and beverage. Spirits. Yeah. Beer, wine, and spirits focused. Um, it's a pretty well done show. I haven't been in a few years. They've had some weird dates. Like their timing has just been a little off, but I think it's just because they had to, you know, it, the last few years have been difficult for conventions. But yeah, they're focused. They're going to be kind of in the spring every year in Pittsburgh. So there you go. Well, that Trade sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. all right uh any other interesting news so adi was okay is what i gathered you didn't go to bogart's 
and <laughs> didn't go to Bogarts, but hung out with a lot trip. of good people. It you took a bunch. You got a lot of touch points, but uh, got a lot of touch points. I did have a delightful conversation with a guy from the University of Kentucky. He's in the um, the spirits department, and we had this awesome conversation about how would you make how would you distill spirits in space. So I totally want to do a deal with the University of Kentucky. Maybe we'll bring Paul in and you, and do Oregon Oregon State as well. But basically, have people write in like their thesis on how they would distill spirits in space, and then the universities will like grade them. Wait, I know the answer. This space is a vacuum. You mm-hmm. just throw your mash out. Right, it's vacuum distilled. It's yeah. perfect. Flavor it's of space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it rains down into the atmosphere. Yeah. Right into your glass. I, I think you've got this handled. Maybe we don't have to do this competition. Never mind. Colton wins. <laughs> Fucking Colton. Vacuum distillation. Figured it out. First time I ever heard it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the one I want to know more about. I actually wasn't able to make this one this year, but the public policy conference. Colton, were you part of that one? I was also not able to make it. Jesus, Colton, you're part of ACSA. What the hell? <laughs> you two are part of ACSA. I know I am. I'm on a bunch of committees. I was on a committee call today for Guild, so I did my part, but I couldn't make the other one. Um, my understanding of was a big push for the uh, the bill for USPS shipping. What is that one? It's something like the USPS, let's see, Shipping Equity Act. Uh, HR 3287S.1663. God, I hate fucking reading these press releases. Um, but essentially, that one would allow uh, the Postal Service to ship booze. And I'm I for think it. that's the big one. Yeah, ACSA is putting a lot of effort legislatively behind that one. Is that right, Colton? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that and DTC are the big, yeah, next major mm-hmm. hurdles we're looking at. And DTC, we're still looking at primarily state to state, right? Well, it has to be, yeah. Because that's, yeah. you know, every, so it just makes it so much harder to, you have to have 50 victories instead of one big one. But having that postal law change, that'd be pretty badass. Are they shipping it to children, though? <laughs> <laughs> Only if they sign. <laughs> I remind you again, this podcast is brought to you by. Or just in Spirit Magazine. Oh. Uh, if we keep saying shit like that, the, whole, the fucking wholesalers will sponsor us real quick. <laughs> I'll cut that. I'm not going to put drinking in children. On here. I always say amazing stuff that makes me laugh that I have to cut and I hate it. I know. It's the worst. Uh, but anyway, that was a news episode. We're coming up on, well, we're past 20 minutes now. We had some fluff yeah. in the beginning, but uh, there was actually some interesting news there. We want to call it quits. Do you want to grunt us out? Sure. Uh, my final thought today is how do you feel about petting strangers dogs i have a strong stance on this that you should always ask the stranger if you can pet their dog mm-hmm. now, i know colton's not a huge dog person but i, I dogs. i know but you don't feel the need to pet every dog that you see no that's true i ask the dogs if i can pet their owners <laughs> yeah and i was actually going to go that same route but i uh without consent pet the owners while asking if i can pet their dogs so it kind of comes full circle glad we could get a serious answer out of this <laughs> love you dummies all right all right